The Golf King Podcast is a production of Autry Media and is made possible by you, the listener. You can support the program by liking, subscribing, and rating us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you, and now on with the show. No, 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 no. Hello, everybody. Breaking news. Was not planning on doing this, but it came through. So I wanted to jump on here and talk about it because, you know, this stuff comes fast. And, um, you know, we were waiting to hear about it. Um, We kind of knew it was happening, but it hadn't really been official. Breaking news is coming through today. It's confirmed that Cam Smith, the number two golfer, Pretty much uh, is moving over to the live tour officially, but not only that, but him and five other guys, uh, this is coming through, through golf digest right now. We have besides just Cameron Smith, some other really, really, really big names are coming through and let me fix my mic here. Cause this is just kind of all coming up through here and I want to talk about it. Yada, yada, yada. So we have we have Cameron Smith, Harold Varner the third, who interestingly enough um, didn't have a huge. He was forty eighth overall in the PGA. He did somewhat all right at the Masters, but it's so funny because you know the announcers were talking about how you know this guy was going to have a bright future in the PGA. Um, I'll get to him here in a minute. He had actually a really great comment, which I really liked. Uh, other players are uh, Mark Leisman, Anurban Lahiri, which I can't really quite say his name. I'm probably sure I've just butchered that. Uh, Jacqueline Neiman and Cameron, Tring- Cameron Tringale. So it's official. Uh, and they will all be competing in this week's Boston event. So we'll look forward to that. Uh, this is coming out of the Irish Times. I, uh, one of sports worst kept secrets has been confirmed. And that is true. It was a bad kept secret. We kind of all, like I said, we kind of knew, uh, that Cameron Smith was going to the live tour when he was pressed on it, uh, at the British open, he ignored it. Uh, when he was pressed on it again, he ignored it. Uh, he basically said, look, I'm, I'm here to win this British, win the open and I'm here to win the FedEx cup. That's what my, my focus is. I'm not here to talk about live. But normally when a person gives you a response like that, you kind of know like, oh, they're, they have, they're at least thinking about it. They haven't taken it off the table and it's been confirmed today. Uh, the deal that he accepted from live is expected to be somewhere right in the, the ballpark of a hundred million dollars. So his, his exit from the P- it says here, speculation over Smith's exit from the PGA Tour started in the immediate aftermath of his open success at St. Andrews last month. During post-tournament media duties, the Australian refused to rule out a switch to the Saudi Arabian-backed live scheme, as this article puts it. Uh, Rory McIlroy revealed he had called Smith days later in an attempt to inform the 29-year-old over what he would be leaving behind by accepting the LIV's riches. I would love to know how that conversation went. Um, I, as far as I can tell, we've got no details on that phone call um, other than it happened. I'd like to know what was talked about. Um, 
It would be great. I'd like to know what Smith said. I'm sure he was a gentleman about it, but you know, the thing is it's, it's hard to turn down a hundred million dollar deal. And I spoke about this on the last podcast. You know, I get it. Fans are mad. People on Twitter right now are lighting up. They're, they're just giving into this, this whole, you know, they're, they're taking their shots at, at live and everything else. And I understand it's calling guys greedy, telling them they're taking blood money from Saudi Arabia, this, that, and the other. But the, the reality is, is, you know, it's hard when when someone says, "Hey, you play golf," and we look at we look at say uh, Scotty Scheffler. If he would have won the FedEx Cup, he would have made the most money out of any pro golfer in the PGA his, in history of the PGA in one season, which was about thirty five million dollars. That's pretty good money. But Scotty Scheffler also had arguably one of the best seasons of any pro golfer in a long time. He, he's, he's just dominating. But, and, and so you have someone like live come to you and say, Hey, look, man, you, you'll play less, right? Your schedule will be easier. And not only that, we're going to give you a hundred million dollars to come play with us for you know a couple of years, however many years it might end up being. Plus on top of that, you have an opportunity to win, you know, $4 million around but by the way, even if you don't win, you're still guaranteed some sort of money. It's hard to turn that down. And you can make the argument, oh, well, you know, it's Saudi blood money, blood money. Listen, I don't want to hear it. You cannot make the argument. I won't watch the live tour because it's backed by Saudi Arabia and they had a hand in 9-11. Fair enough. That's horrible. Uh, as far as we know, that's a horrible thing. But... The PGA gets money from Saudi Arabia too. Most of the companies that sponsor the PGA have either, they either do business in Saudi Arabia or they have buildings like headquarters for the Middle East, their Middle East divisions or other where they do business stay, you know, in Saudi Arabia. And it, it's not hard to look that up. You can look it up in five minutes and you can see the first five or six companies, the biggest sponsors for the PGA tour uh, are have business or do business with Saudi Arabia. And Saudi Arabia is not the only country who has shady, who does some shady stuff. China is basically committing genocide as we speak, and people are buying Chinese-made products by the dozens. You probably bought one today and didn't even realize it. And there's no, there's no excuse. You can't be, well, there's a difference between putting gas in my car that's from Saudi Arabia and willfully going to work for them. Well, technically, they're not really working for Saudi Arabia. They're working for Greg Norman in the live tour. And technically, you don't have to put Saudi gas in your car. But, you know, Go buy a Tesla. I don't know. Figure it out. You, there's a ways around it. If you were truly that up in arms about doing any kind of relation, having any kind of business relations, or these players taking any kind of money, or anyone backing the, getting backing from a country such as Saudi Arabia, and listen, please don't for the life of me ever think that I'm defending anything that Saudi Arabia does. Not what I'm doing. My simple, my point is like if you if we're going to be consistent, be truly in, enraged, because to me personally, the whole Saudi Arabian backed live scheme. It's just a talking point. It's a political talking point. It's a it's low-hanging fruit fodder for the PGA. I would really be careful if I was the PGA because it's very easy for someone to pull the curtain back on who gives them money, and that could very quickly blow up in their face. We live in a global economy. 
It's what we have set up over the last several decades. People have wanted it. They got it. This is the way it is. And it's just the way it's going to be. So I'm not here to throw stones at these guys for going and taking a $100 million deal. Because honestly, if I was put in that position, I'd be hard pressed to take it too. You know, I, <laughs> that's a lot of money. That's life-changing money right there. And, and like I said in the previous podcast, you, these guys are never guaranteed money on the tour. These guys get injured. They're golfing their butts off. They have a ridiculous schedule. And I can tell you right now, they're golfing four. They're out golfing three out of the four weeks of a month, sometimes four weeks, every, every day of the month. They're golfing. They're traveling. They're all over the world. They're not seeing their families. They're not doing anything. I know what was them. That's not what I'm trying to say. But what my point is, is that it is hard work to be a pro golfer. It is hard on your body. Very clearly, Brooks Kepka is getting two knee replacements. Or not re- knee replacements, but he's getting two knee- Both of his knees need surgery. They're not going to be replaced, I don't believe. But nonetheless, like, he's not an old man. He's a young man. He's getting knee replaced, like knee surgery done. Uh, because the game is brutal. It is a tough game. And some of these guys, um, you know, even Tiger, like look at Tiger Woods. His swing destroyed his back. Right, his style of game—it was the beautiful, it was the most majestic and beautiful swing—but it destroyed his back. You know, there's concerns about you know Deshan, uh, Bryson, Bryson DeChambeau's uh, swing potentially having an effect on his body. Even Scotty Scheffler, people make comments all the time, like, "Man, Scheffler, the way he swings that club might come back to haunt him." We don't know. Um, you know, everybody swings the club a little bit differently, but and it may have—it's sometimes just the way your body is, but. It's a tough game. And, you know, when you're a pro golfer, whether you're the best of the best or you're you're fighting to get to the top 10, you know, like, your days playing the sport at, at a very highly competitive level are numbered. And if you are if you get hurt, you're done. There's, there's nothing there for you. You know, a lot of – it's not like any other sport. It's not like if, you know, if, if Tom Brady signs a $100 million contract and he gets his head knocked off – uh, two games into a season and he can't play for the rest of the season. Guess what? doesn't matter. He's still getting paid and he's going to have medical and everything to boot. These, fo- these golfers don't get that. Um, so yeah, it's, it, it makes sense why they take these deals. Now I'm not, again, this isn't me throwing stones at the PGA, but you can't be surprised when, you know, everyone says, well, how much is a PGA player worth? Well, now we know, right? Cause everyone said, You'd say, well, this is how much golfers should make. A golfer, a pro golfer should only make 20 million a year. Okay. Or a a pro golfer should make 5 million a year. That's what you say, or I say, or whoever, or maybe the PGA, let's say the PGA says, listen, we think you guys really only deserve to make a $4 million purse period total for the per, per round. And if you don't get it, you don't get it. Well, that's fine, right? You can say that. And then the players can go, well, we want to make, you know, $20 million purses. And you know what? We'd like to have guaranteed money. We, we'd like to have a, like some sort of, um, you know, we want, you know, $500,000 guaranteed money, like what they're doing now for the, for the corn ferry tour and stuff. We want guaranteed no matter what. And the PGA tour can say, you know what? We're not going to do that. This is what we're giving you for, you know, and the players are going to go, well, okay, well, that's, that's all we get because. The PGA is the king, the kingpin. They're the top of the, they are the pro league. This is where we go make our money. This is what the PGA says. That's what we get. Well, guess what? 
Greg Norman comes comes along and has a big bag of money, and Greg Norman says, "Well, listen, I I know your pain because I went through your pain. I got uh, Phil Mickelson here right by me. He's just he's going through the pain as we speak because I'm Greg Norman. I've been retired, but you know Phil's still playing. He knows the pain. You know all of his gambling problems set aside, but he gets it. He knows the grind. He knows what you guys are going through. Guess what? I got a bag of money here. I'm going to give you a hundred million, two hundred million to come play on my tour. How's that sound?" Oh, and by the way, you're going to get $200 million uh, or $100 million or $50 million or $75 million, whatever the deal is, it's still a lot of money, more money than these guys will ever make in one season of the PGA if they have a grand slam. Think about it. Even if they do perfect, have a perfect season, they'll never make this money. Like the, they, did the, they, did the, uh, they did the math with Cameron Smith with the $100 million deal that he was expected to get, they said he could win every major and every tournament he play he plays in for a year, and he'd still, he would never, he, he wouldn't come close to what the money he's going to get at live. Why, who, you, you can't, so of course players are going to go, okay, I'm coming to play with you. This is why the PGA scrambled. This is why the PGA is now bending. This is why we have a press release here in front of me that outlines all the changes that the PGA is going to make for the 2023-24 season, which are good changes. I think it's great. But you know what? It emulates what Liv is doing. Why? Because Liv listened to the players. Liv has listened to the fans. You may not like it. You don't have to like it. But it's happening. And it's forcing their hand. They have to do it. Otherwise, they're going to continue to lose more players. Um... So you have, this was a great little comment I saw, and I, and I thought it was fitting. 17 of the world's top 50 from the start of the year, half of last year's PIP winners, the top three from the players, the Open, uh, the Open champion, and 11 from last year's tour championship have now switched to live golf. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a legitimate situation. We have two professional leagues now. Now, whether or not live sticks around for a long time, I don't know. Um, spoke to my father-in-law about it. He said that if Liv wants any kind of chance, they have to have, they're going to have to get a TV deal. And I agree with that. I think there's, I think there's something to there. I, they're on YouTube right now. I personally love YouTube. Um, I, I'm a big YouTube guy. I watch more YouTube than regular TV and I'll even watch sports on YouTube. So for me, it makes sense, but I'm also the generation that's kind of grown up around that. Uh, but the older generation, the, the people who've been who've been watching golf longer than me, they're still on golf, the golf channel and, and everything else. So they have to figure that out. And again, like I said in the previous podcast, they have to get the world ranking points, I think. Because I think if you don't get the world ranking points and they, they get flushed out of these majors, um, Liv doesn't have a chance. And you know what? So be it. It is what it is. Um, so... So here says here, um, what has happened? The, the article goes on to say, what has happened next undoubtedly represents a blow to the PGA Tour. Smith won their marquee event, the Players Championship, earlier this year. He would also have been a leading figure in September's President's Cup, which the PGA Tour controls. Smith will instead be blocked from that joust between the United States and an international team because of an automatic PGA Tour ban when he tees up in Boston. And, you know, I think that's unfortunate. I really think the PGA Tour... They're not winning. They're not winning on that hill. That's not a hill 
they're gonna they're, they're gonna win a they'll fight on. That's a hill they're gonna die on, and I just don't think it's a hill worth dying on for the PGA. I just don't. I get why he, Jay Monahan did it at first because he he had very few options. Even though I actually no, I don't agree with that. I think he had more options than that. I think he could have started to implement these changes to the PGA and listen to the players sooner, and he could have avoided all of this. Um, and look, you're gonna have you were gonna have players that were gonna go for the money. They just is what it is, but. Blocking them? I don't know. I don't know if that's good for anybody. Certainly not good for the fans because I'm sure there were people who are looking forward to seeing some of these people who went to live uh, at the President's Cup but now won't. This hurts the fans more than anybody. The the, per- the players don't care. It's clearly Cam doesn't give doesn't give two craps about being blocked from the President's Cup because he would have waited to announce uh, had he cared. So this really is a blow to the fans more than anything else. Uh, Smith is a standout name for Liv's latest batch of recruits, which also includes, like I spoke with, Harold Varner, Jacqueline Neiman, Cameron Triangle, Tringale, I always read it as Triangle, Tringale, uh, Mark Leishman, and uh, Anabarn Lahiri. Hideki Matsuyama remains part of the PGA Tour fold, despite recurring whispers that the former Masters champion is high on the LAV's wanted list. Um... Matsuyama might go, but I doubt it. I think Matsuyama stays. I think he knows. He's still so competitive. I don't, I mean, so is Cam though. That's the thing. Like you can't make the argument, like the whole argument of only, only uh, assholes and guys on their way out of their their game are going to live. That goes out the window with this whole batch going out. I mean, you got good guys here, real nice guys. Cam Smith's a good guy and he's talented. He's, he's one of the best golfers in the PGA. He's going to live. So to make the argument that, only the the you know the old guys are going to live, and then the guys who can't compete that that's just not true. And the argument that the PGA's had that for the longest time and just made just this past weekend, which is we have the best golfers, the best competition in the world, hands down, and it'll continue to be that way. Uh, that's going out the window because Cam Smith he may not have won the FedEx Cup, but dang, he dang sure comes very close to winning these these majors. He almost won the Masters. He kind of fluffed it there on Sunday. Um, I think he just got in his own way Sunday. I, I saw, man, I tell you what, he he was en route to win it and he just fell apart Sunday. But if he had kept it together, he would have won the he would have won the Masters this year. I mean, no doubt about it. Um, especially if he stayed close to Scheffler, because Scheffler just freaking bombed on 18 and putted like seven times. I get it, he was nervous. Thank God he was ahead of the, like way ahead where it didn't matter, but you know. The, the whole argument that the PGA has the best players, that argument's starting to go out the window, and it could get worse. Uh, and it go, the article continues here. Live Golf is showing the world that our, our truly global league is attracting the world's best players and will grow the game into the future for the next generation, said Greg Norman, the commissioner of Live Golf. This is the guys that are getting paid. This is who's paying, right, striking the checks, guys. Greg Norman's writing the checks. He, he's the commissioner of Live Golf. Right, you don't say nobody, no one is going around saying that uh, Rory McIlroy is getting paid by Cadillac or, or or Rolex. Nobody says that. Nobody's saying that Coca Cola paid Rory McIlroy. Yeah, those are the sponsors. Sure, the FedEx like Rory didn't get is you know they don't say you know the the FedEx backed PGA. You ever notice that? You don't hear that that comment. But here you hear this article, Saudi Arabian backed live. So keep in mind, guys, like 
you know what all of you need to understand that the money that comes into the PGA is no cleaner than the money coming into live. It's all the same. It's all global money. It all comes from places all over the world that do all really horrible things. I mean, for crying out loud, there's guys walking around the golf course right now. I guarantee you who have commented on Twitter, throwing shade at live for taking Saudi money. They're probably walking around on the golf course right now with, with Nike t-shirts on with Nike golf apparel on. And Nike has had forever child labor issues. Uh, you know, people, they, we know the atrocities of, the, of places like China and Indonesia and everywhere else where they have child labor. So again, I, I, I just, you can't, this whole protest and boycotting businesses because of their, their look, there's companies I buy from in America that are American companies that don't have the same values that I do. If I tried to buy from every company that, that shared the exact same views as me, like I, I'd be naked living in the woods, man. Like it's ridiculous. Like you, you, there's nothing out. You're not going to find people that agree with you on everything. And you're not going to find any money that's global at this size. Okay. You got to understand like the NFL, the PGA, the MLB, NHL, there's, this is such large money. This is huge money. And it's coming from so many different areas. There's no way that it's clean guys. I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. It's a global economy. We have to live in it. We have to deal with it. You don't like it? Well, sorry. Tough luck. Uh, I agree with Greg Norman. I think it's great for the golf. Live golf is showing the world that our truly global league is attracting the world's best players and will grow the game into the future for the next generation. True. Fantastic. More golf. It's just more golf. And it's different. It's team-based. You know, it's you know, it's it's new. I get it. Nobody thinks it's it's worthwhile. It's not exciting because there's no heritage or history. It's like, well... When the PGA kicked off, you know, 50 plus, whatever, hundred years ago, um, it was, what was it? 54 years that they say or something like that. So listen, when the PGA first started out, there was no history or backstory there either. There no, was no legacy there either. Um, the legacy and the history didn't, you know, the masters had to start from somewhere too. The masters didn't just wake up one day and be the masters. Um, so it takes time to build that legacy. Now, of course, the Masters, that's kind of a different story, maybe a bad comparison. But nonetheless, it's its one of those things where all I'm saying is you have to understand it takes time. So the Live is, is new. It's a fresh league. It, it's, it's building its foundation. It's certainly building its foundation with good players. It's just going to be a matter of not a matter of can they can be competitive on the level of interest. Uh, he goes on commissioner of golf. He goes on to say the best and the brightest continue to embrace the excitement and energy of live golf and what we're building a tangible league for team golf that will connect with new audiences all over the globe. Live plans to stage tournaments in Australia, which appealed to Smith and his countryman Leesman. Smith also has the comfort of exemptions from the major championships for the foreseeable future after his open success. In the short term, however, his world ranking is likely to plummet. Liv has not been afforded status in the domain as yet. Don't think he cares about that. I think Cameron Smith, as long as he can compete, as long as Cameron Smith can compete uh, in the major championships and and can compete in Liv Golf, that's all he cares about. Um, hands down, I think that's really all that matters to him. And for good reason. You know what I mean? Like, honestly... If I was a pro golfer, like the major championships would be the only thing I'd care really about. The other stuff is just 
you know, you're, you're fighting for points to get to the FedEx cup. Um, let's see here. So Harold Varner, the third, uh, is moving to the live tour and his decision to move to the live tour was quite, you know, I can appreciate his honesty here and I, and I liked it. Um, he was just flat out, man. You know, some people, some guys keep saying it's it. They're going to live so they can have more time with their family. Some guys have said they want to go to live because they want more time with their family, and it allows them to do uh, more projects at at home. For like, some of these guys have their own golf projects they're working on. This gives them the time to do it. Uh, he he simply put it this way: the opportunity to join Live Golf is simply too good of a financial breakthrough for me to pass by. I know what it means to grow up without much. This money is going to ensure that my kid and future Varners will have a solid base to start on and a life I could have only dreamt about growing up. Varner wrote in a post on his Instagram account, it also, it'll also help me fund many of the programs I'm building with my foundation. I'll continue to forge pathways for kids interested in golf. This note is a receipt of that. So he wrote a little note. Uh, his, his little note here says, friends, I've always been... I've always been real, so let me tell you, tell it to you straight. I've joined the Live Golf Tour. The PGA Tour has been a life changer. It's given me, an ordinary kid from rural Gastonia, North Carolina, the opportunity to make something out of my life. From my fellow players to the volunteers to the tour employees to the fans, it's been nothing but love. These people, they mean the world to me. Always have, always will. You've watched a young, often crazy kid grow up over these years and develop into a man become a father, build the HV3 foundation. I am who I am in large part because of the people who have surrounded me. That's not fluff. That's the truth. And yeah, the truth is my life is changing. The opportunity to join live golf is simply too good of a financial breakthrough for me to pass by. I know it means, I know what it means to grow up without much. This money is going to ensure that my kid and future Varners will have a solid base. So yeah, blah, blah, blah. Uh, your opinion of me, your opinion of me, may have changed because of this announcement. A little lie that'll be a tough thing to deal with, but I haven't changed. I'm still me. I promise you that. Listen, I think that's fantastic. It's the truth, and that is life changing money. Um, and let's face it, he was what 48, 40 something eighth in the uh, PGA Tour. So he had, he wasn't a top ten player. He did not have a secured future in, in the PGA. You don't know what happens to him. You know, he goes out on the golf course next year, gets hurt. He's done. You know, maybe he's made some decent money, but it may not be uh, money that it might be good enough for him to, 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 to go out on and retire. You know, people have to remember uh, there's a lot of expenses to being a golfer. There's a lot of travel expenses. Uh, we can't quantify how much he tr- truly made over the last, his, his entire career. Probably made quite a bit. Uh, but this is certainly life-changing money, and this will secure him financially and his family. He said, like, look, this is for my kids. This is for me and my kids and my future and the future of my family. Like, when he's long gone, there's a trust, and those kids will have that money, and they'll be set. And, look, I respect it. it I respect him telling the truth. You know what I mean? You know, Brooks Kepka goes out on there and says, look, I, I just want to have more time with my wife, and um, I like the schedule. It's like, okay, that might be true, but he's also could be full of crap and just one of the, t- the big money cash, cash deal and, you know, whatever. And, and good, fair enough. I don't care. I don't judge. I, like I said, I would probably do the same thing. That's a lot of money. 
Anyone who, listen, let me tell you something. Any Facebook keyboard warrior on Twitter or Instagram or wherever who wants to tell you that they would never have done that, they never would have turned their back on the PGA, they're just full of shit. I'm sorry, I don't mean to cuss, but they don't know what they would do in that situation. They've never been offered that. I mean, think about where you work now. Maybe whatever you do for a living, you could be a teacher, engineer, architect, uh, photographer, whatever. You work for a company. You've been, let's say you've worked for that company for 15 years and you're happy. You're making your money. You're, you know, blah, blah, blah. You got your PTO, whatever. And then this other company comes up and says, hey, man, you're pretty good. We really like you to come work for us. Uh, we're going to triple your salary. We're going to give you an entire month of paid time off a year, which by the way, if you don't use rolls over into the next year and uh, full benefits. What, how's that sound? You'd probably go, Ooh, I need to think about that. Or you may not even thinking about it. You might be like packing my bags coming over right now. You know what I'm saying? I know how much you love to work for this company you've been with for 10 years, but you would really strongly think about that. Triple your salary. Uh, maybe let's say you only get a week's paid time off per year. Now you get a month. I'm just using these numbers. I don't know what y'all are doing out there, but you get the point I'm trying to make. We can't be that critical of this situation for these players. I get it. That's a lot of money. It's life-changing money. The thing about sports is it's never guaranteed. Uh, you get to play for as long as you your body will let you. And uh, sometimes even if your body's letting you play, you're not playing well enough to be competitive and you fall off. And the PGA is ruthless, man. The tour, the tour is ruthless. You got to be good. I don't mean that in like a, in a bad way. I'm being, I'm being, I'm just saying like it is, it is a grind. It is extremely difficult to get on the PGA tour. Like it is really, really hard. And then on top of that, um, it's difficult to stay there and be relevant and, and maintain um, your status. It's tough. And so these guys are like, yeah, <laughs> I'm going, man. I don't care if Liv's gone in five years. I'll have made my money. In five years, I don't know. I could I could barely swing a club in five years. Some of these guys, like Phil, you think Phil's got another five or six years left in him and, and truly competitive golf? I don't know. He's going to have to go to a senior. Like, There's no way he competes with Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka and certainly Cam Smith. There's no way. Even Bubba Watson, I don't think he could, I just don't think he's got it in him anymore now, let alone in four or five years when everybody thinks Liv's going to go away. So, uh, big news, man. Six more guys gone, one of them being Cam. We knew Cam was going, but I didn't I don't think we knew about these others. Uh interesting times. Uh to say the least. In golf, and this just continues to make it more and more interesting. I think if I'm the PGA, uh, I think if I'm the PGA, I'm just going to try to figure out how way to coexist with Liv. I don't think this is a war you're going to win. You can make the argument, well, Liv's not going to be around. Liv's not going to be relevant. All of those comments have been, the, the relevant comments are getting squashed like a bug. I don't care what Twitter says. I don't care what people, what this minority of people on here, there's clearly it's working. There's, I checked uh, the last, the Trump international golf course where they played at, they had over 600,000 views uh, on the final round on YouTube. Over 600,000 people watched it. 
Um, they, they're averaging 50,000 to 100,000 views on their highlight reels. Uh, that's, that's great numbers on YouTube. Uh, especially for something that is supposed to not be any, is not supposed to be anything and it's going to just go away. You know, Rory said back in February, uh, I mean, he's eating his words now, man. Rory said on live in February, who's left to go. I mean, there's no one it's dead in the water. In my opinion, I just can't see any reason why anyone would go. I mean, Greg Norman would have to tee it up to fill the field. Like, I mean, seriously, I don't think they could get 48 guys. That was back in February. Now they have, like I said, 17 of the world's top 50 from the start of the year, half of last year's PIP winners, the top three from the players, the open champion and and 11 from last year's tour championship have now switched. And I would make the argument that if you were a really crappy player on live, like there was a couple guys straight out of college that weren't very good and hitting like 20 over par, you're probably done. You're on your way out, man. Sorry. You're probably not going to last for very long. I hope you enjoyed the money you made off these last couple of rounds, but cause these guys are coming over. They're coming over. So if I'm the PGA, if I, I would think uh, if I'm Jay Monahan, I'm thinking, how do we coexist? I would lift the ban immediately. I would not ban any of these guys. I think it's only going to hurt the PGA in the long run. And I think it hurts the fans more than it hurts the players. Clearly, clearly the ban doesn't matter because people are still going. The prestige and the legacy and the the ability to compete with the best players clearly is not that important to everybody. Or maybe they just don't think that 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 maybe they see something that we don't. Maybe they see the live going in a direction where they will be competing with the best players. Like I said, they're not cut from these major championships. So we'll see. I uh, wanted to jump on and talk about that. Thank you guys so much. If you if you like this episode and you like this podcast, please go wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, this is episode, technically episode two, even though it's not really episode two. It's kind of a half an episode. Um, we have just launched all of our shows to uh, Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart. Um, I think Amazon too. I think Amazon's on there. Some of these things take time. They have to verify our feed. So if, if you're downloading this episode and, and from, from the website, Simplecast, and you're trying to go find it on your iTunes or something, and it's not there, it's probably because it hasn't updated yet. Uh, hopefully by tomorrow, tomorrow being Wednesday, it, that it will update and everything will be kosher. Uh, once it does, guys, I would love, I would appreciate it so much if you went on there and liked it, gave it, gave it five stars if you think it's worthy, and uh, share it with your friends, let everybody know. And uh, if you have comments about this, I want to hear what you have to say. You know, if if I want to know what you think about the live tour, what do you think about all these players going? What do you think about the 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 permanent ban, the permanent ban that Jay Monahan's put on these players and the changes to the PGA? Talk to me about it. You can hit me up on Twitter. You can hit me up. Uh, my Twitter account is uh, at the real D is in Delta M King D M King, the real D M King uh, on Twitter. You can hit me up there. You can go on Instagram, and on Instagram, my account is. Uh, let's see here. It's the golf King. So it's the underscore golf King on Instagram. And then of course you can always hit me up on Facebook at the golf King, or you can email me at, uh, the golf King live 
guys, the Golf King, or not the Golf King Live, I apologize, Golf King Live. So the email is golfkinglive at gmail.com. And you can, um, uh, you can go on there and like, subscribe. You can hit me up. Um, let me know what you think about all this stuff going on because it's crazy. And, and, and I can guarantee you it's, it's not over yet. So uh, thanks again for listening, guys. I appreciate it all. And y'all have a great night. And we look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye now.